0: It's the Ray D'Arcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Enjoy the show.
1: Thanks very much, Dermot. And we're going to give Dermot a rest for the next couple of weeks. Uh, how are you? Good afternoon. <laughs> Launch straight into it without even saying hello. 51551ray at Yeah, we're going to give Dermot a little rest for the next couple of weeks and we're looking for new voices. New voices. Uh, we did this last year and it was great crack and great fun and it added to the festivities and the fun leading up to Christmas Day. Uh, we asked you to get the little people in your life to record a little greeting. Happy Christmas from the Ray D'Arcy Show on RT Radio 1. It's as simple as that. Happy Christmas or Merry Christmas or whatever you say in your house uh, from the Ray D'Arcy Show at RT Radio 1 and record it and send it in to us, RTE.ie. Here's a couple of samples of things we did last year. Merry Christmas from the people at the Ray D'Arcy Show. Hey, that was Leighton Barrett, age six. And uh, this is Ollie O'Brien, age five.
0: Happy Christmas
1: and a happy new year at the Radar show. Yeah, so you see how it's done. Now, you don't have to put the music. We do all that. You just record uh, your little person cold, as they say in the business. Just just their voice, just their voice uh, with a smile in it. Send it off to us, raidrt.ie. Something to do, be doing over the weekend while well, you have nothing else to do. Come here, sit down there and talk into that phone and say, Happy Christmas from The Ray D'Arcy Show on RT Radio 1. Uh, And then we play those uh, over the next couple of weeks because that's all it is now. That's all it is. It's a couple of weeks. We're on the 10th. Tomorrow, fortnight, is the big day, Christmas Day. You've probably worked that out for yourself. (laughs) It is getting exciting though, isn't it? Uh, straight in 5 on 5 5 on. best of luck in the Laura Lynn half marathon tomorrow morning for a wonderful charity as well a huge runner myself and I've done the 100k challenge a couple of years ago for them enjoy the morning and most important have fun and have the cracks at Jonathan yeah we're, there's nearly a thousand of us uh, tomorrow morning doing 5k and a half marathon in the Phoenix Park 9 o'clock Nine o'clock in the morning and it's all for Laura Lynn and I'm really looking forward to that. I know, I know it does sound a bit odd that you're looking forward to running 13.1 miles but uh, it's been a long time coming and uh, people, any if you're doing any activity that's been prohibited or restricted uh, over the last 18 to 20 months and you get an opportunity to do it, it's always something to look forward to, isn't it? It is. Uh, now, did you hear Liam Neeson is narrating a new IMAX documentary film. It's 40 minutes long. It's entitled Ireland, and it's going to be shown to audiences in America from February. Um, it will take audiences across Ireland following writer and broadcaster Mancon McGann and a group of young musicians on a journey from Dublin to Belfast and from Kilkenny to Kong and will feature footage of places like the Cliffs of Moher, the Giant's Causeway and the Skellig Islands. And so Mancon is obviously a star, as are the young people, as is Liam Neeson's voice, but I think the biggest star of all is the drone because the footage you get now from drone uh, uh, cameras is just amazing. Back in the day you would have had to hire a, a camera uh, with, a, sorry, a helicopter with a camera at huge expense but now you can just get your drone operator and they're highly skilled and they go out and they get the best pictures ever. Um, and, and here's a little clip of it. This emerald
2: green island where I was born is a kind of paradise. The ancestors of our famous saints and warriors came here about 12,000 years ago. Nowhere else does every brush with nature feel so intense, so full of life.
1: What a voice, what a man, Liam Neeson. Um, and uh, it's a, uh, they reckon. Tourism Ireland hopes that they don't reckon, they hope that the release of Ireland, uh, the documentary, will play a significant part in the recovery of tourism from the United States next year and inspire Americans uh, to put Ireland on their holiday wish list for next year. Now, IMAX, I don't know if you've ever been in an IMAX. Uh, I think, you know, normal movies are shot on 35 mil, IMAX is 70 mil. I remember going to see a documentary about Everest, um, I think, when they opened the IMAX in Parnell Street uh, in Dublin. And, the odd thing about it is you have to look around. See, in a normal cinema you can take everything in with one look. You don't have to move your head but in an IMAX the screen is so big, wide and tall that you can actually look around. Like like in real life when you look around a vista that presents itself in front of you. Um, anyway, so so it'll look spectacular. I'd love to see that actually here. Uh, seemingly they're asking people to pay to get in to watch a documentary that promotes Ireland in the hope that they will come to Ireland. Would it be not better if they gave it to them for free? I, I don't know. There's, there's method in there, whatever they're thinking. Um, just on another documentary, which I'll, I'll be queuing up to get tickets for. Um, it's going to be shown for the first time uh, at the Sundance Film Festival uh, in February of next year, I think. And it's called Nothing Compares to You. And... Uh, it will chart Sinead O'Connor's phenomenal rise to worldwide fame and examines how she used her voice at the height of her stardom. Um, it's an archive led documentary. And the interesting thing about it is that it has a new interview with Sinead at its spine. So there'll be new information there. Uh, she reflects on events in her own words and from her present day perspective. Uh, and it's called Nothing Compares to You.
3: All oh, the flowers that you planted,
1: Mesmerizing, mesmerizing, mesmerizing. Um, it's it's spellbinding, isn't it? her voice? It's just it's world class. It's just something else, uh, and always stops me in my tracks. And it doesn't say when we'll be able to see it. Uh, Sundance um, in America as part of that film festival, um, and it doesn't tell us when it will be available to watch here. And that's in January, not February. Uh, now, uh, fans of the royal family will be interested to know that uh, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge have shared their Christmas card photo Um, it's an American thing but obviously when you're in the royal family you have to do it as well you you take a picture of the family and that's the you know that's your Christmas card (laughs) I never saw the attraction but anyway uh, so it's them in Jordan on a family holiday during the summer which is odd because you know it's winter time and it's cold and there they are um, Prince William in his shorts and all the kids in their shorts and, and then the two ladies in in Uh, summer dresses Uh, Princess Charlotte looks all grown up in a gingham dress it says here in the piece I'm reading and it looks like she got her hair dyed or maybe it's just uh, sun-kissed Prince George beams as he poses in a camo t-shirt that's camouflage uh, and grey shorts while Prince Louis sits cross-legged in the front in a stripy t-shirt and it says here that Jordan holds a special significance for the family because the Duchess of Cambridge spent part of her childhood in the country where her father worked as a flight dispatcher for British Airways um, so there it is and there, there, there's it's not, they're sitting in front of a big rock um, could be a cliff could be something like that and Princess um, I can't see what she's uh, sitting on uh, Kate Middleton but Prince William is sitting on something that looks like it could be a bomb Obviously not a bomb, but it could be a bomb. So there, that, that's, that'll be all over the uh, the papers tomorrow. 51551ray at rt.ie. Better tell you what's coming up on the show today. Lenny Henry, Sir Lenny Henry. Um, he has a new children's book out and uh, he's going to be talking to us very shortly uh, about that and about other things. He's a very interesting man. It's hard to believe that he first came to the world's attention uh, back in 1975 or 76. He was 16 he appeared on New Faces. So that's 45, 46 years he's been in the show business uh, or the business they call show. Um, so he's we've loads to talk to him about. Of course, one of the co-founders of Comic Relief. Um, his TV show ran for 18 years. Um, he became sort of what you call a serious actor. In 2008, he did Othello. Um, And he's in the Lord of the Rings sequel thing that they were working on for TV, which will be, I think, on our screens next year. So loads to talk about Lenny Henry. And we have the results of our crisp flavour competition. Tom Kyo from Kyo's Crisps will be in and we'll be announcing the shortlist of three finalists and then the winner. Um, That's coming up too. And then we've lovely, for a Friday afternoon, Gavin James, uh, one of the the sweetest voices in Ireland at the moment and he's over in Studio 8 uh, getting ready to perform two songs for us Um, one of his own and a Christmas hit after four o'clock and of course we have our quiz as always yes reeling in the ears Uh, we've got together bits of songs news reports TV shows and movies and we're looking for two of you to come on and answer three questions each on what they hear you see in their ears reeling in the ears a bit of a twist if you go for a short clip it's going to be more difficult So we'll give you two points. If you go for the longer clip, uh, you get a point. And whoever has the most points at the end gets the prize, and the prize is a good one. Uh, This Christmas, give the gift of an experience to look forward to with tempting vouchers for luxurious days and experiences in the award-winning Cliff Hotels, Restaurants and Spas. So what do you get? Well, if you come on and you manage to win, uh, win a Cliff gift of a relaxing break in the five-star Cliff House Hotel. It's an intimate five-star hideaway carved into a cliff in West Waterford set against the backdrop of the striking Ardmore coastline Um, and during your two night break you can enjoy breakfast on both mornings and dinner on one evening in the bar restaurant cliffhome.ie cliffhome.ie for more information okay okay Uh, you'll need to answer our qualifying question which is this Uh, a lot of people were excited to see Carrie Bradshaw back on the telly last night in the reboot of Sex and the City it's called Just Like That what city is it set in so Sex and the City uh, just like that. What city is it set in? What city is it set in? Uh, 0818 715 0818 715 And we'll be talking to you after four o'clock. There are so many people out there avoiding social media, radio, TV newspapers, friends, family, aunties, because they don't want to hear what happened last night in Sex and the City. It's new iteration. It's called Just Like That. Shocking first episode. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you because I didn't see it. I read the reviews. And uh, they're sort of mixed bag. But it awaits you on Sky and that's probably what a lot of people are looking forward to tonight. Sitting down to watch two episodes of that. And the number for our quiz because it's a new one and people haven't got it in their heads yet. Neither have I. 0818 715 I'd uh, just better say if you don't mind uh, good luck to my old colleague and there's nothing old about her a former colleague Mairead Ronan uh, who is hanging up her headphones today on Today FM. We wish her all the best. She has said that she is going home to spend more time with Bonnie and Eliza and uh, they're her two little uh, little girls. Um, so good luck with that, Mairead. And she left on a high after increasing her listenership by over 30,000. Um, so well done, Mairead. Uh, now, 51551 RT.ie.
4: Email ray at rte.ie The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1.
1: Yeah, that's something I haven't done in a long time. Left the fader open <laughs> Heard something there. I just said hello to Tom, who's in the studio. How are you doing, Tom, again? Uh, I'll tell you why Tom is here, because about a month ago, uh, we spoke with him. He's the managing director of Kyo's Crisps. And it was because myself and my, my son Tom uh, came up with what we thought was a very unique flavour for a crisp for the Irish market, chilli cheese. So we got on to Tom and Kyo's Crisps. And then it got us thinking about all the different potential crisp creatives that are out there like myself and my son Tom and we asked you the listener to come up with some new potential flavours crisp flavours well we were flabbergasted the response was huge and as hard as it was we whittled it down to just three and uh, Tom as you know now is in studio with the crisps uh, specially done up by the people down in Kios um, and we're going to get into that in a moment and we also on the line have our three finalists Uh, so we have um, Liz Takay, is it Liz? Yeah, it is. Yes, yeah. you heard me going, is it Takay or Takay there? On, on the, yes, <laughs> yeah. everybody heard me saying that, so we've established it's Takay and you're in Mulholder. Congratulations on getting to the final, Liz.
3: Okay, thanks,
5: thanks a million. Yeah, uh, and
1: we also have uh, Anne McGrath Cochran in Bantry in County Cork. How are you doing, Anne McGrath Cochran?
5: Very well, thank you, Ray.
1: Congratulations on getting to the final.
5: Thank you very much. It's a bit
1: of fun. There's no COVID. There's no COVID. No COVID here. It's a COVID-free zone. And we have Freya Flynn in Offaly. How are you doing, Freya?
0: I'm good, thanks, Freya.
1: Whereabouts in Offaly are you, Freya? Uh,
0: I'm in Belmont in Offaly.
1: Yeah, and what age are you? I'm 11. 11, OK. Uh, we'll talk to you in a moment and we'll talk to the other two finalists as well. But first, uh, Tom, so we set you a challenge. Uh, we got hundreds right. of entries. Yep. Were, we you su- were you surprised? Were there themes?
6: Uh, th- th- there were, but i, I it it has been really busy. It's hard to believe it's been—it's been four weeks since I was here. Um, we have turned around three final, finalist flavors here in in, in four weeks, yeah. which I don't think we've ever done before. <laughs> right, well, uh, well done on that, and thanks for there's it. There's three amazing flavors right, here, okay. um, but it's been great fun. You know, it really, really has. And uh, myself and the team back in the farm, we sat down and we tasted lots of different variations, and we've come up with three here that we're really, really happy with. Okay.
1: Uh, what were the odd ones that didn't make it to the finals?
6: Yeah, it's it's, it's really strange because because you know we, we'd uh, we'd spend a lot of time looking at flavor trends and and food trends etc. and then when you actually go and ask the public, they tell you exactly the opposite of what the people say in the magazines etc. <laughs> right. But okay. we've had some really strange ones. So so I think the strangest one was nettle, right? And because uh, there
1: is a nettle soup, isn't there?
6: There's a nettle soup, but somebody somebody suggested nettle and goat cheese. Uh, so we decided not to do that just in case we get stung <laughs> Hey, um, <ba-dum-tsh. laughs> we had uh, Dilsk uh, seaweed uh, and, and sea salt which uh, fantastic flavour you know and uh, I think that's something that's going to become more and more popular you know it's a natural product that we find in a, on our seashores have you ever thought about that before we had we had and we, we have tried it and we're just not sure if the Irish public is ready for it yet but it is a very very interesting flavour okay yeah and then uh, smoked salmon and cream cheese which yeah. I thought was fantastic smoked yeah. salmon but then you had people coming in with a lot of the favourites like uh, there was a Double Bay Prawn which, uh, which, which I thought was very interesting you had people then you know the, the smoky bacon the maple syrup that type of thing the sausage black pudding so there was a huge array of flavours okay. and uh, really really interesting but we, we settled on three finalists that we're very happy with
1: OK and finalist number one is Liz Takei in Mullhuderd uh, back to you Liz uh, where does that surname come from Liz? It's French. My father's French. Aha, right. Are you born and bred here? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I am, yeah. Okay. So your flavour, Liz Takei, is? Garlic. Garlic bread. That's the French influence, isn't it? I
3: just love garlic, so.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And and garlic bread, I'm surprised that there hasn't been a garlic bread crisp before. Mm. Liz? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, me and my partner, we both love garlic,
1: so. Right, right. He,
3: he came up with the the thing with me, and you know, when we, when we were talking about flavors.
1: Yeah, what's his name?
3: Oh, it's Peter Peter pa- Foley.
1: And not only is he your partner, he's your fiance, and you're getting married when?
3: July of next year. Brilliant. Yeah.
1: How long have you been, have you been together?
3: We'll be together three years in May.
1: So. Very exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know if wh- which is more exciting because in front of you, you have a plain packet and in that packet uh, are your garlic bread crisps. And we've asked you, and you very kindly agreed to do it, uh, not to open the packet until you're live on air. So, you are now yeah. live on air. You can open the packet. Just, let's all do that together. I think we'll all do it,
3: yeah. yeah. Okay. hang yeah, on in front put
1: the phone down. Right. Now, you you need to pick the phone oh. back up. Liz. Oh, sorry, sorry, because <laughs> yeah, we need to talk.
6: To him. <laughs> they smell amazing.
1: Yeah, not mm. over, not overpowering. No, but there's 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 definitely a hint of garlic there. Mm. Now I'm going to wait for you, Liz, to go first. Go for it.
6: So with Liz's flavor, gorgeous.
3: are real, they real tasty? Yeah. yeah, I think they're real tasty.
1: So do you reckon they've done a good job? Yeah. Li- they
3: actually t- they taste like garlic bread. Or, they're lovely.
1: Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> what were the challenges there for you? So the the ch-
6: well, garlic is simple. Garlic's easy. But the real challenge here is that lovely, buttery, warm flavour you get with garlic bread. <laughs> and that takes a lot yeah. of development. And we were very lucky because we spent a long, long time developing a similar flavour note for our butter popcorn. So we took that, we t- and that comes from the guys in Glenillan Farm down in County Cork. And we took that, that lovely buttery note we had in our popcorn we mix it with garlic and hey presto here we have this amazing flavour
1: you get the butter and then at the end then you get the I sound like the somebody garlic. from Masterchef yeah. you
6: get the garlic then at
1: the end <laughs> don't you Liz yes they're beautiful yeah they're beautiful yeah that, that, they're, they're, they're really nice they're really nice that's a good one that is a good one they've done a great job down in Coase uh, and congratulations again on reaching the final uh, next week we go much, from right. Mullhuddered down to Bantry um, hello um, hi Ray Bantry Yes. Yes. Sorry, sorry. I better come back to here now. And uh, where's all my information gone there? Um, I just, ah, it didn't come in that. It's not in that Okay, sorry about that. Uh, I'm McGrath Cochran. One of the pages missing there. Uh, So you're in Bantry, um, and tell us about your flavor.
5: Um, I love blue cheese. Okay. And Mm. one of my favorite things is chicken drumsticks with a a blue cheese dip Uh or that kind of flavor. And recently, I had a lot of visitors, French visitors, and they brought their own cheese with them. And I had Irish cheeses on the table with them. And we had the most gorgeous Tipperary blue cheese on the table. And I kind of thought, your your competition was on at the same time. So I suggested blue cheese. Uh That was it.
1: Now, uh, great minds think alike, Tom.
6: They do. They do. Yeah, this is uh, this is a flavour, I suppose, that we've been asked for lots in the past. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we have been in contact with the with the Grub family down at Casha Blue in the past. We actually have already developed that blue cheese base powder from the Casha Blue cheese. So we have that lovely provenance ingredient. So this one was relatively easy, but it's what do you add with it? And blue cheese, it's it, you know, it's quite a polarising flavour. We tried it with fig, but the honey and the honey powder that we had on the farm from our own beehives. Amazing. So okay. the blue cheese and honey, we thought it was a really good pairing and we're quite happy with it. And McGrath,
1: Coughlin, you too have your little silver bag there. You can open it up now and you can you can test your bespoke blue cheese crisps. Um, You're happy with those, Tom?
6: They are gorgeous. They're really nice. And you notice and there, you notice, they're, uh, you notice that lovely sweet honey aftertaste coming through after yeah. the blue cheese kick. And McGrath?
5: They're delicious. Yeah. Um, and they're light. Mm. There's a really nice... Light... Oh. Mm. <laughs> I Delicious. taste, I can taste the honey. Maybe I like a bit more blue cheese.
6: Would you? Oh, you see, there you go. Oh, there we go. That's right. personal taste. Back, back into development again, so.
1: <laughs> you know, Anne mcgrath Auckland, you're probably like me, um, there are super tasters and then there are non-tasters. Um, All right. And I think we're non-tasters in that we need stronger flavours to excite our palate.
5: Yeah, I, yeah, I'm a, I definitely, I like strong
1: flavours. Yeah, I, and do you like um, chilli and and spicy I stuff? I do, yes, absolutely. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Uh, and sour cream and all those yes, lovely things. Yes.
1: And, yeah. and that's common with non-tasters. They go for all uh, that stuff. Uh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. But but yeah. but you're happy enough. There there is blue cheese there, and there's lovely mm. lovely sweetness to the honey there as well. So oh, it's w-
5: delicious. And w- I'm a beekeeper too, Ray, So uh, there you go. Delighted to see the honey mixed in with it.
6: <laughs> that, that's. Yeah. Isn't that a coincidence? We didn't know that. There you go, Anne. I'll be hitting you up for some honey. <laughs> yeah,
5: well, you see, that, this year was a good year.
6: It was. It was a great year for honey. Yeah.
1: Now yeah. Uh, finalist number three is Freya Flynn in Belmont in um, Offaly. How are you doing, Freya? Again.
0: I'm good, thanks, Ray.
1: Good. Now, uh, a big excitement in Bellemount, Um I believe yeah. that you're... Go on, you tell us what the excitement is.
0: Oh, it's, it's great. Um, when I went into school on Thursday, actually, uh, you emailed me on Tuesday, but we had a power cut, so I couldn't go back to school until Thursday. But I told my teacher, and she told the other teachers, and then... The principal, she sent out a text to all the parents to let them know to tune in.
1: Right, so they're all tuned in now. Hello, Belmont. Hello, (laughs) Belmont. How how many are in your class in fifth class in Belmont?
0: There's 10 in fifth class.
1: Okay, so it's a small enough school. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so how many in total in the school? Have you any idea? Uh,
0: There's 73, I think. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, And and who else is in the family with you, Freya? Uh,
0: There's Daddy, Mummy and... My sister Maeve, she's eight, and my brother Shane, who's six. Uh,
1: And you were in the car and you heard us announce the competition. Um, Yeah. And that night, what happened?
0: Well, that night we were actually, we were sitting down watching the movie and then one of us just remembered. So, Daddy got out his laptop and he emailed you.
1: Yeah, yeah. And Maeve, she sent in chocolate chip. um, Yeah. uh, And then Shane was vanilla ice cream. uh, Yeah. But your flavour is the one we liked and it's in the final three. And it is... Curry chip flavored crisps. Wow! You see again. Mm. Why hasn't it been done before? Exactly. When exactly. did when did you first taste uh, curry chips, Freya?
0: Uh, I think during this summer, I was in Achill in Mayo. We were with our friends, yeah, and we went to a restaurant, and I had curry chips there.
1: Uh huh. What, what's your favorite flavor uh, in Kyo's
0: uh, your, my favourite flavour is your sweet chilli
1: flavour, Chris, ah, yes. oh, Thank like you, the, Freya. Okay, thank you very much. So, Freya, you can now open up your bag and taste your curry chips crisps. So, so,
0: oh, they smell so nice.
1: <laughs> you didn't delay long there, Freya. <laughs> so, what do you think, Freya?
0: Oh my God, they're so nice. <laughs>
6: I'm delighted, Freya, I'm delighted. So, this flavour... I suppose curry chips. Well, we have the chips, so that's 50% yes. of it done. But the curry, and it's 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 really important to get that nice mix right in the curry. So the cumin, the turmeric, the coriander seed, the star anise, real beautiful natural flavourings in that, and it just delivers this amazing body to it.
1: That's that's a winner. No, I mean that's that's a that's a that's something mm. that I can't imagine. I can't understand why it hasn't been done before. Exactly, yeah.
6: exactly. I know it's 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 amazing and. Maybe people have shied away from it in the past, but it, it, it just is really fantastic. And it was, probably, it was probably the one product that when it was left out in the office, you know, the bags nice. were empty. <clears throat> Who else is there with you now, Freya?
0: Um, well, Mummy and Daddy are here in the, sitting down beside me on the couch. And and Shane are in the playroom listening on the radio. Okay,
1: will you give your parents um, some of the curry chips, crisps and see what they think? There you go, there's munching away there, munching away. Now, uh, when they we know they,
0: they say that it's gorgeous.
1: Gorgeous, yes. So everybody who's in the final gets a 100 euro voucher from um, One for All uh, and they yeah. also get a year's supply of crisps. So well done to you all. Um, Thank you. Yeah, well Thank done you. to Anne and Freya and Liz. Uh, and uh, for uh, Liz, Tom wants to say something to you because he knows yeah. you're getting married next year and he knows you have a crisp wall. A crisp
6: yeah. wall. Sounds really interesting,
3: Liz. He but well, yeah, um, he's been... Peter has been messing about it for the last few months. So then when we got picked for the competition, his mother was even saying, oh, my God, that's a that's mad. You've been messing about a crisp wall for, for ages, you know? He'd be like, we have to get a crisp wall and and batch bread for the guests when you have a few drinks <laughs> right. on them. Like.
6: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, Liz, I think what we'll do to add to that is we will take your bespoke garlic bread flavoured crisps and we will make enough in a batch to to, to serve all the guests at your wedding.
3: Uh, thanks so much. You're welcome. Thanks a million. Isn't that brilliant? Thank you. Yeah. Brilliant, yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> now, Anne, we didn't know what to do for you, so we we'll we're still thinking about that. Because,
5: That's all right. Yeah. they're delicious. Yeah, they're, they're
1: delicious. Yeah, we're, we're, you, you're going to get the, the the prize anyway, whatever whatever way it happens. And Freya, um, 73 in the school, and Tom has an idea for you.
6: Definitely, Freya. How would you like to give all your friends and family uh, some samples of those beautiful curry chips that you have wow. created? So again, again, we will do a, we will yeah, do a again. special batch of Freya's crisps, and we'll we'll send it to you so you can you can share with everybody at your school. Okay.
1: Great, so you're all winners, but but there has yes, to, there yeah. can only be one overall winner um, and that person, their 100 uh, euro voucher will be up to a 500 euro v- voucher and I've sort of given it away already. I, I, I didn't mean to, I, I said that in a sort of a throwaway fashion. Um, so the winner of our Kios Crisps new flavour competition is Freya Flynn from Offaly and Curry Chips. There you go, there it is, there it is. So, well done, Freya. Congratulations. Thank Thank well so done. Much. Yeah, so €500 euro voucher, a year's supply of crisps and you get crisps for everybody in the school as well. That's, that's a big Thank deal.
0: You so much.
1: And Tom wants to invite you down to the farm so you can see how they make the
6: crisps.
0: Wow. We'd love
6: to have you down, Freya. I hope yourself and all the family have a pair of wellies each.
0: <laughs> there you <we> go <laughs> you do
6: good well we'll probably put a, put a day aside in May and you come down you can help us with the potato planting and we'll take you from crop so to crisp
1: Anne McGrath Coughlin in Bantry thanks so much Amagra. Uh That's Liz really Take and Mulherd, really well done and thank you and Freya Flynn the winner of the competition see you all happy Christmas thanks. Merry thanks Christmas thanks Tom bye. thank you very much thanks, thank, thank you. Really. you bye bye,
4: bye. Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio
1: 1 now, a real treat for this Friday afternoon. Uh, Lenny Henry is our next guest. You don't need any introduction, Lenny Henry, although I'll give you one anyway. Comedian, actor, philanthropist and now a novelist. First book is called The Boy With Wings. Good afternoon and thanks for joining us. Good afternoon, Ray. How are you today? Uh, I'm good. Uh, all the better talking to you. Um, congratula- oh, that's very kind of you. Yeah, yeah congratulations on the book. Um, thanks. I, I, I've read it. Uh, Tundi is a hero. He likes crisps, the same as Zara Freya, who's just won a competition. <laughs> He loves crisps. Yeah. What's your favourite flavour? Uh,
2: well, if you're going to get me into an advertising thing, money will have to change oh. hands.
1: <laughs> yes, and you've done, you've, you you were linked with a certain crisp for a long time, I suppose.
2: Yes, I was, yeah.
1: Uh, but flavours don't pay people to endorse them. Flavours are out there, you know.
2: Yes, flavours don't kill people, crisps do. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I love, uh, my favourite one in, back in the day was... Um, I like roast chicken flavour and I like I still love ready salted.
1: Right, just just the salt. Yeah.
2: Yeah, ready ready salted, which is plain crisps, I guess. Yeah. Or the roast the roast chicken flavour. Okay. Which my memory of it is that it was all chemicals, but
1: oh my goodness, <laughs> it was delicious. Now, uh, the boy with wings, it's for nine to twelve year olds. Um, and why now and why not before did you decide to write a children's book?
2: Um I don't know about you, but in the lockdown, it was quite a lonely time. And um, I had many days of sitting there in my pants, wondering what the hell I'm doing with my life, my career. Will I ever wear trousers again in public? (laughs) I just didn't know how the lockdown was going to work out, you know? And I'm a writer, I did did a PhD in screenwriting. And I just thought, I'm going to start writing short stories and ideas down just to see what they come out like, how they come out. I got a series called Rogues Gallery on BBC Radio 4 and that seemed to go down quite well. And when I got a few character ideas and story ideas, I sent them off to my my manager and he sent them off to various literary editors. And there was a bidding war. I couldn't believe it. Um, And Pam McMillan said, we want to do some books with you. These ideas are great. What do you want to do next? And the first thing was this idea I had about this boy, Who's a bit like me when I was 12, I and mean, then I was bullied when I was 12. And, um, you know, I used to go to school, and every day somebody would call me a horrible name. Somebody would want to fight with me. Somebody would, you know, roll around on the floor in the playground with me. And until the day I learned to use my sense of humor as a kind of a shield or a sword, I was going to get bullied every day. This guy was going to be on my back for the rest of my school career. But when I learned to crack jokes about, how often he was pushing me over, and did he want to go on a date, and should I meet his parents, <laughs> and should we pick out a ring? You know, my mates, suddenly I had this gang of mates who said, Lenny's funny, He, sh- you, sh- you should leave him alone. And they started to stick up for me. And in The Boy With Wings, not only does he have superpowers of a kind, but he also has this little gang of people that stick up for him. Yeah. And I guess that's a message for people. I guess that's a thing for... You know that thing when you see somebody being picked on or you see somebody being abused or beaten up or anything, and you say somebody should do something about that? The somebody is probably you. Mm. Uh, so I think, that, um, I think that it's about kind of that kind of stuff. But it's also a rip-roaring thrill ride that you're going to love reading to your kids. And that hopefully, your kids will enjoy reading for themselves.
1: Yeah, because he's a superhero. Uh, Dragon Wing is his name, and he stops a war between the Ferlinians and the Avians. Is it?
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes. So it's yes. a. Don't give away too much. Sorry, Ray, sorry, I sorry, sorry, sorry. Spoiler just, alert! Spoiler alert! I'll just listen to yeah. Ray on the podcast and get the entire plot. Um, it's about a boy who um, discovers on his twelfth birthday that he has a connection with things with wings. So when he gets upset or anxious and birds get upset and anxious too, and they want to come to his aid. And then there's a key moment at a football match for the school where Tundi goes up to head the ball to score a winning goal, and he doesn't come down because he sprouted these enormous, gorgeous, beautiful wings. And then from then on, we are looking to find out, well, okay, we find out that he's adopted at the beginning, but who are his birth parents? Where are they from? Are they of this earth? What are these abilities? Are there more abilities? Is it just flying? Are there other things? And what would he do with these powers? Would he use them for good or evil? And that's the big thing, because I'm telling you now, Ray, if I'd had heat vision or super strength when I was a kid, somebody would have flown through a
1: brick wall. But what you did have was, was you were a comedy superhero. Uh,
2: ah, yeah, well, like comedy superpowers. Yes, you which did. Is, which like, it's great for on stage, but not so great when somebody's giving you a wedgie.
1: And it, it 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 comes through. Like, I know you you've peppered it with dad jokes, and I suppose you had to do that. But 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 there's comedy everywhere, and even just little things like, um, you know, when one of the avian race gets knocked over and he falls on the ground, and then he sees humans flying around his head. You know, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, little stuff like that. And, and then
2: there's lots of jokes. So there's, I wanted it to be a book. You know, my favorite things. When I, when my daughter was growing up, I was watching. Sometimes I'd watch a movie made for kids, but there were clearly things that were in there for the parents to enjoy too. So I want any I want any kids book that I write to be something that the parents a won't be embarrassed to read, mm. but also. They're going to enjoy reading it because there's a performance element of reading to your kids, isn't there? Yeah, so, yeah, voice. yeah, yeah, yeah but like, jokes to nail.
1: But you can do all the voices. I, I can never do the voices. My wife can do the voices. Uh, I can't can. do them. I, do do actually can. I actually can't. I actually can't. I actually can't do the voices. And I but could, it, I, could it, doing, I could hear you doing, doing, the doing the voices. I could hear you doing the voices.
2: But it's not just about doing voices, it's about it's about loud and soft. It's about intonation. Yeah. It's all of those things. And if you if and it's also about enjoyment. If you're enjoying reading a story, then your kids will enjoy it too. And I've got a big thing about this because my parents were always at work, you know, what do you mean you want me to read to you? What's Ori. You know, that my parents had work. They didn't have, they didn't want to read stories to me. Mm -hmm. You know, there were no books in my house. So as a result, I never had that feeling of, that wonderful feeling of being taken to a fantasy world by my mom and dad for 10 minutes every night before I went to bed, you know. I had to discover books for myself. And oh my God, what a fantastic world. So I wanted kids reading The Boy With Wings to also have that feeling of being swept into a fantasy universe. And I hope it does that.
1: Uh, They will, yeah. No, it's great. Congratulations on it, yeah. Uh, Listen, I was saying when I was telling people that you were on the show today that you've been doing what you're doing for like nearly five decades, 45, 46 years um, that's amazing and, and the breadth of what you've done is, is amazing as well so what, what is it that keeps you going and are you, are you constantly trying to reinvent yourself or what happens
2: um, I think um, cake um, alcohol <laughs> right. alcohol's good although sometimes you can fall off you know a, 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 you can fall off a bridge with alcohol so it's best not to rely on that seriously um, I love my job and and that's what keeps me going. Even if it's not going so well, even when things are clearly where I've made a wrong choice, I love the execution of my job. Mm. I love collaborating with people who want the same thing. So if you're working with people who also want to do something cool, that's there's nothing better than that. If you are working with people who are on the same page as you, it's fantastic. It's the things where it can get a bit niggly are where people aren't on the same page as you. Where they're a bit grumpy when they come to work in the morning, and where they want to argue all the time. Um, I don't. I don't want to be in a room full of yes people, but I do want to be in a room full of people who have the same intention as me, which is to make something
1: great happen.
2: And you know, you I, it, 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 it sounds
1: like you're describing comic relief in that because that's been well, comic uh,
2: relief as well. <laughs> well, I get to work with my best friend on maths. I get yeah. to work with Richard Curtis,
1: yeah. and
2: Richard is wonderful. He's a comedy genius, but he also has a heart the size of a whale. And he cares about people, and I think when you're working with somebody like him, you want to please him too. You want him to be happy with the work too. So it's a two-way street.
1: How many years is that going, Lenny?
2: We started Comic Relief in
1: 1988.
2: Whoa! So we're, we're still 33 going. Thirty-three
1: years. No. And
2: we're going to, and apparently from next year, it's yeah. going to happen every year now, not every other year. Aha! Uh-huh. Uh, and so you've, you've years expanded years.
1: into Ireland. We did. We did. RTE does Comic Relief here. Um, yeah,
2: yeah, we want to, we want everybody to be involved in this because we think that just just as in the way that we support Marcus Rashford and what he's doing for kids with reading, with the literacy, with the food banks, Comic Relief has been supporting British charities since we began. So things to do with young people, things to do with education, things to mm. do with positive images of of, of women, education, elderly abuse, um, substance abuse, all of these things we work with plus we work in other countries. We want to keep doing that and we can only do that with the help of our supporters who watch the shows and go, look at those Aegis. I'm going to put my hand in my pocket and help.
1: You must come over. You must come over for our comic relief one of the years because we're in in an infancy. We need an LG up from somebody like you. You know, stand on oh, the okay. shoulders of giants and all that sort of let's thing. Have
2: our, let's, have our, let's have our people talk to each other and see
4: what
2: can happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Comically, uh, you know, the, the so, public so, are great and they have great ideas. And that's, that's how you raise over a, over a billion pounds. The public just have tons of ideas. Hmm. It's the best thing. Hmm. So keep going, I say. Uh, so uh, 2008
1: was a sort of a, a, a turn in the road for you in that you, you acted seriously for the first time. You did Othello. Shakespeare's Othello. Um, uh, well, that was in two thousand
2: and nine. two thousand and ten. Um,
1: you did the radio started, thing first. Sorry, in two thousand oh, and eight. Oh yeah, yeah, I did
2: a show in I did a show in two thousand and eight called um, "Where There's a Will" or something, and it was about me not quite getting on with Shakespeare, and I wanted to, in the way that I've done with the Boy with Wings, I wanted to jump in feet first and see what happens when I work with people who've been doing writing and working in Shakespeare for a long time.
1: Mm.
2: So I talked to Judy Dench, and I talked to Adrian Lester and Paterson Joseph, and um, I talked to Sir Peter Hall, and um, all of these people who have a vested interest in saying Shakespeare rules, get amongst it. And so they all said, you can't just slag Shakespeare off if you've never tried it. So you've got to have a go and see what you think. And honest to God, the minute I did the first couple of goes, and the first thing I did was I rehearsed the last scene of Othello in a basement at the BBC with a producer and um, a microphone and Barry Rutter, who's a brilliant stage director. And I found myself for the first time enjoying the process of understanding how Shakespeare works and at the end of the session, which was about four hours. And you got to bear in mind, I'd never really done four hours of work on you know, <laughs> comedy. Comedy is just something I love to do and I do it all the time, but I would never knowingly sit down in a room for four hours on a joke. But this, this session was the first time I'd spent four hours working on you know, two pages of dialogue. And at the end of it, A, I'd enjoyed it. And B, I said to Barry Rutter, do you think I could do this? And he said, yes, of course you can. When do you want to do it? And the next year, end of 2009, beginning of 2010, I was playing Othello for the Northern Broadside. And it was an extraordinary experience. I was really scared, but somehow I came out the other end. I think I took 14 Neurofen. Um, before we did the premiere, that's okay,
1: isn't it? I don't think so. I'm not. I'm not a medical doctor, but I, I don't think well, so. I, all
2: I know is this, what I remember is taking powers. <laughs> the end. I don't remember anything about. The it was an
1: out of body experience,
2: but it went really well, apparently. Yeah. Um, but what was great was the press came expecting a car crash, and that didn't. You know, yeah. the comedian was Shakespeare, ha ha ha. But it didn't work out like that. And one of the reasons was because I'm... Um, I'm a a hard worker and Barry just expected hard work. Mm -hmm. He expected expected me to put my, roll my sleeves up and get on with it. And also the company were brilliant. They really helped me and they had my back.
1: Can I ask you a bit about your activism when it comes to racism? Uh, Is that accidental or was it something you... Made a conscious decision to do because I know you've you've written a book called Access All Areas with uh, Marcus Ryder, and more recently then you've both you've edited a collection of essays, uh, Black Lives Matter. Um, so yeah, you, Black British Lives Matter. Sorry, Black British Lives Matter. So you're you're, you're centre stage when it comes to that debate in England and the UK.
2: Yeah, I mean I think these things are, you know, we're talking about that thing where you say somebody should do that, and it turns out that, that somebody is you. Um, I, I feel like the reason Marcus and I are like-minded is because when I started making these outbursts at BAFTA, Marcus and I would write the write the scripts. We'd write the we'd write a speech about how come there aren't more black people in television behind the scenes, and then I would I would make the speech, and we would also talk to our colleagues and say, "We've written this speech. Will you read it and give us any tips?" And they would. So this is a this is a um, group endeavor. It's not just me. But I wanted to be part of it because, to be honest, Ray, I got tired of going to make a TV show and being the only black person there. Or you know, I'd arrive somewhere and the only people of colour there would be the the men on the door and security, or the women in the canteen. Mm. I got tired of that. I never had a meeting for 30 years with somebody that looked like me, and I just got into a thing in the early 2000s where I kept thinking this has to change. They need to change this. And they are changing it, which is good, possibly because of things I've said and done.
1: And it's interesting because we're at a different stage in this country. But I think we as a country are learning from the UK's mistakes when it comes to racism and integration and all that sort of thing and diversity. Um, So so we're getting the benefit of of your history, if you like, uh, which is a good thing. Um, so you've I spent a lot they're... of time in New Zealand over the last while. Um, tell I can't them, talk
2: about anything. I can't talk no, about No, I've heard anything.
1: you talk about it. So you talked about it elsewhere. It's in the public domain, Lenny Henry. Uh, so well, you uh, don't, no, give, me don't give me that. Don't give
2: me that. listen. Will you invite me back to talk about the New Zealand thing? I will, I will. But give them. Give I can't just, talk about it now. It's yeah, embargoed. embargoed yeah, and told yeah.
1: off. You got told off the last time, did you? Because you. Yes, you I do, yeah.
2: yeah, you did. I knew so you it's would. It's like, so <laughs> exciting. I am bursting to talk about it. Yes, that's why it's so difficult. But I, but I, I, um, I've got to wait till next year.
1: Right. Well, it's an open invitation to come back and talk about the thing you can't talk about now, but that it involves New Zealand and there may have been a Peter Jackson connection in the past. Uh, (laughs) Don't
7: talk
2: about it. It's going to be great. Uh, You wait. It's going to be brilliant. (laughs) Uh,
1: it's, it's probably funny you're not talking about it Lenny, than actually talked about it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: The boy with wings rocks and it's also in a similar you know i've done two things that are in the fantasy domain uh, yes the, yeah the boy with wings is one of them and uh, i've always loved superhero stories
1: yes can i just super- say can i just say this Lenny henry <laughs> and it, this is brilliant because i can call you a halfwit you see on the radio and and you, you won't be offended you see, <laughs> uh, I'm not good.
2: Thank you very much. See, I got you there. Thank then. you very much for even for even thinking you'll, you'll draw me into whatever it is.
1: No, I won't. I, won't. I was
2: going to say the boy with wings is very much in that wheelhouse of fantasy storytelling. Yes, and um, because I've I've loved that kind of stuff since I was eight. So my recent choices are obvious to anybody who knows me. They they're going to be going. Well, of course, Lenny does that. That's what he loves. You know, I've been reading comics and fantasy stories since I was eight. Because yeah. my, my Auntie Pearl joined me onto the library, got my first ever library card. And um, she also bought me Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man, Superman, Jimmy Olsen. She bought me all these comics when I was eight, nine, and 10. And I became addicted to them from a very early age. So, and the boy is most... with wings
1: in the same mold. Um, just exactly. loads of fans here in, in, in Ireland, Lenny. As you know, um, Lenny Henry should have been uh, from Donegal, he's the best at crack. And would you ask him if he really fell off the chair the night he was on with Gayborn on the late late show, or was he messing?
2: <laughs> I was kind of half messing, and then I actually <laughs> I did a full triple salco off a chair and nearly broke the set. But Gayborn was so lovely, he kept um. He kept encouraging me to do things and, yeah. and to be cheeky. One of the reasons I love being be, being on that show was nothing seemed to faze him. Whatever you did, he just went with it. Yeah. And I've changed since then. You know, I, I don't do that kind of stuff anymore. But um, I was very happy to do that stuff when I was on Gabo's show.
1: A lovely he memory.
2: Was- he was lovely.
1: Yeah, we miss him terribly. Uh, I saw Lenny about 1981 or 2 in the Isle of Man. I remember my parents didn't know what he was saying when he went into the many characters as Derek in talk. Of course, Derek knew what you were saying. Um, so, Lenny, thank you so much for your time. I'll take you up on that offer of when you can talk about the thing that you can't talk about now. Uh, the, Boy with Wings, <laughs> the Boy With Wings is in bookshops now. Comes highly recommended from here. Lenny Henry, you're a gentleman. Thank you.
4: Thank you very much. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1.
1: 51551 Uh Yeah, so I, obviously you do research and you read interviews and you read your brief and you listen to interviews and uh, Lenny Henry has spoken about the fact that he is in uh, the prequel to Lord of the Rings and he plays the part of a hobbit in a tribe called the Halfwits um, and he has mentioned this on other interviews and obviously the people uh, who are doing publicity for that gave him a slap on the back of the wrist and told him not to be talking about it uh, and that's why it ended up with that confusion at the end so there there you go and he, you heard him he promised that when it is out wherever it will be out uh, he will come back and talk to us about it then which we were looking forward to already on the crisp front uh, plain I want plain crisps that's it uh, Albie says allow me to put forth a suggestion for a crisp flavour jalapeno cucumber that's enough jalapeno cucumber Remember we were talking about uh, super tasters and non-tasters. Well, non-tasters, um, in their world, cucumber has absolutely no flavour. But if you're a super taster, you get this flavour from cucumber, which I don't know because I'm a non-taster. Um, Tell Tom Keogh, I absolutely love his crisps, can't eat anything else. I know that's controversial to some Irish people, but the best crisps ever, particularly lovely with a glass of craft dry Irish cider, says D. Um, And well done to Freya again. She was the winner with her curried chips flavour. Now, time for... A Reeling in the Ears quiz. Bits of songs, news reports, TV shows and movies. Uh, We've two people lined up uh, to answer three questions each on the clips they will hear in their ears. Uh, They get two points for a short clip. And they get one point for a long clip because it's a little bit easier. And there is a prize. Uh, it's a relaxing break in the five-star Cliff House Hotel, an intimate five-star hideaway carved into a cliff in West Waterford. It's set against the backdrop of the striking Ardmore coastline. Uh, two-night break and then dinner one evening in the bar restaurant. And you can find out more cliffhome.ie. And also there you will see the Cliffs full range of stylish and thoughtful Christmas gifts and vouchers. Julie Finley, how are you, Julie? Hi, Ray, how are you? Swords in, in Dublin is where you are.
4: I am indeed. And yeah. wh-
1: what are you doing at the moment, apart from talking to me?
4: Uh, I'm at home with three children and uh, I'm baking with one of them.
1: And what are you baking? I
4: mean, we're making a candy cane pie. We're having a little bit of a trial run for Christmas.
1: What is a candy cane pie?
4: It's kind of like a cheesecake, but with um, cream and marshmallows and peppermint and candy canes.
1: It sounds like an American thing.
4: Yes, I think it is, yeah. yeah. So we Googled something and that's what we came up with. So R-
1: Right, and have you done it before?
4: No, the first time.
1: Oh, so. I see. So y- y- if it works out, you'll have it on Christmas Day. Is that it?
4: Yes, yeah, that's it, exactly. Ah, yeah. We're in charge of the dessert this year.
1: So So minty and sweet. Yes. And is there, I mean, is there cheese in it?
4: No, actually. No. So it's not really a cheesecake as such, but on the lines of a cheesecake, but no, there's no cream cheese
1: in it. OK, does it have a biscuit base?
4: It does, yeah, Aha. exactly like a cheesecake. So
1: that's where the similarities are, okay. Yeah. So the ages of your children, please, Julie?
4: Uh, Anna is 12, Evan is 10 and Katie is 8.
1: Right. So they're and all
4: upstairs listening.
0: And
1: they've everyone. been all stuck in all week?
4: They have, yeah, we have two of them have COVID at the moment. Right. So we've been isolating since last week.
1: Okay, but and how are they with it?
4: They're grand, right. They're yeah. not sick at all, they're asymptomatic, but um, obviously they had to stay at home from school and... At home, so yeah, they're missing the. And missing their
1: school. was it an antigen test, or how did you find out?
4: It was an antigen test. Yeah, one of the children was a close contact, and out of that, we did antigen tests, and then came back that they were positive. So yeah,
1: right. And do you have to do a PCR then if you if you get a positive antigen test?
4: The children did, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, and yeah, they, they came, came
1: back positive then. And
4: they came back positive then, yeah. So
1: and what about husband? what about you?
4: No, we're negative, and we've been doing antigen tests all week. And actually, we had a PCR test as well, so we're negative, so we're okay. But.
1: Right, just, just in the house, yeah. and are, are, you don't want me asking. Are, are they in the room? Like, what way do you arrange it in the house?
4: Well, the two girls share a bedroom, so they're having to just wear masks. Right. And um, Evans has his own room, so he's kind of staying on his own. But it's difficult, Ray, because they're small. You know, you have yes, to. Yes, yeah. You know, they have their dinner ahead of us, and then we have it after them, and we sanitize everywhere. I'm going around spraying right. everything God. with a spray, and
1: so so the logistics are are, are tough.
4: They're tough, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But sure, look, if we're nearly there, we're
1: nearly at the other side of it now. So next week, they can go back to school, please, God. And, and this wrong. day, two
4: weeks, Christmas Eve, Julie?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> ten ten in the days. Yeah. Uh, you're up against Nicola Murphy in Clontarf, both Northsiders. Uh, how are you doing, Nicola? Hi,
8: Ray. Very well, thanks. Hi, well, Julie.
1: Ju- ju- Hi, Nicola. Yeah. Uh, so a wild week for you. For what reason? Oh.
8: Yeah. Oh, just with the uh, storm barren. Oh, right. Some some pretty some pretty heavy flooding um at, at the seafront. Yes, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I saw we those pictures. Pretty, we stayed inside for a lot of it.
1: Yeah. Uh, and and you are at home uh, with I am Isaac.
8: I am at home with Isaac, who's ten months
1: old. Right. First.
8: Yeah. First. Yeah.
1: How's it going That's for a you? A, how's it going? Yeah, for
8: you? bit of a bit of a roller coaster but <laughs> yeah, yeah. lots of fun. <laughs> yeah.
1: So far so good. Yeah, yeah and <laughs> nothing all that advice that you got in the lead up no, to Isaac. No, it doesn't does no no, It's prepare
8: for going to hospital but not the not the days and months afterwards. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But you sound like you're 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 getting on okay.
8: I know he's good. I, I called in reinforcements. his auntie lives a couple of doors down, so she's keeping an eye on him now for
1: this. While you're doing the the, the quiz, okay, kind like right. of focusing on the quiz, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then his first his first Christmas, that's his first it. Christmas, yeah, 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 very exciting. There'll yeah. be lovely pictures. We have a lovely uh, yeah. picture of Tom at home with with a little Santa hat on and his, the you other know, those those things that you put up on the
8: exactly what is well, the, it? The, what yeah, a, the little
1: seats it. thing that they, they they rock in. You know those things that I can't oh, remember yeah. what they're called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, uh, much of the stuff that you bought before Isaac was born, did you actually use? Oh, that
8: is a good question. <laughs> not not so much. And then you're yes, desperately yeah. looking. For the stuff that you need you know at whatever 3 o'clock in the morning, the morning yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the shops aren't open because of lockdown but sure we had lots of cousins who were um, helpful who gave us some, some second hand stuff right.
1: so we were very lucky Great OK so it's Julie versus Nicola uh, you have three questions each on the tips you will hear you can go for a short clip that'll get you two points uh, a longer clip which is easier will get you one point uh, and whoever has the most points at the end wins the prize Good luck to you both Here we go Okay, back to you, Julie, then. Um, The year is 1995. um, And we're on the big screen first in the movies. So do you want to go for a short clip or a long clip?
4: Uh, Go on, I'll
1: try a short one. Try a short one, Okay. This historical drama was nominated for 10 Academy Awards and won five. Can you name it? And here is your short clip for two points. They'll
0: never take... ...of freedom! Uh, Braveheart?
1: It is Braveheart, yes. Two points, well done, good start. Thank you. Nicola, still on the big screen, still in the movies, still 1995. What do you want to go for? A two-pointer? Better go short. Better short. Go source. Right. Yeah. Uh, listen carefully to the question. This post-apocalyptic action film starring Kevin Costner was the most expensive film ever made at the time. Okay. And here is your short clip for two points. I'd
7: be lucky to get half a hydro ration out of that.
8: Was it Waterworld?
1: It was Waterworld, oh, yes.
8: Brilliant.
1: It was a big turkey at the time, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah. I didn't see it. <laughs> no, no, and, and not a lot of people did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so th- that's two all. Um, uh, Julie, second question. Uh, music, we're in the charts, 1995. How do you feel about that? Oh, I go short again.
4: Uh, yeah, short again.
1: Short again. Okay, this Canadian singer released this song as her lead single from her third studio album in 1995. Short
0: clip for two points. It's not
4: Alanis Morissette
1: yes you ought to know and you did know and that's two points very good uh, right Nicola uh, Julie is putting it up to you uh, yeah. <laughs> so music from 1995
8: I better go short again
1: short again okay this Icelandic singer released this cover song it was released as the third single from her second album all important information and here's your short clip for two points
6: You blow a few
8: that's Bjork
1: it is Bjork It's all so quiet. Yes, you two are good. You know your stuff. It's down to the wire. Um, Will this sort out the girls from the boys or the girls from the women or whatever expression you might use? Uh, So, Julie, we're in the news from 1995. um, And so you're on four, so too is Nicola. Okay, I
4: better go short again.
1: Oh, you're going to go short again? Okay, okay. (laughs) Right uh, In 1995 Good luck with this The anthem uh, Ireland's call Was written as a commission From the Irish Rugby Football Union The IRFU Who wrote it And here is your short clip Which might help you For two points You know They were looking for A sporting anthem Oh I don't know I'm
4: afraid Do you want to guess I, I, I don't know No idea No idea
1: No idea Sorry No Phil Coulter Ah Yeah um, it was written in 1995 uh, for the World Cup um, so okay right that leaves the door open for Nicola but she still has to get, do something with this um, get a one point or a two point or whatever she goes for uh, and if she does um, she will be today's winner if not it takes us to a tie break situation so what are you going to do Nicola
8: I'll go for the short, or the long, I guess. Yeah,
1: well, yeah, that, that would yeah. make that would make sense. OK, um, so in the news, uh, this Irish author released her first book, Watermelon, this year. Can you name her? And here is your short clip for, sorry, your long clip for one point.
5: Like, remember, you are unique and the story you are telling is unique to you. And whatever you want to write about, it's because you have something to say. You know, there's something that you want to put out into the world.
8: that Marion what's her name
1: Keyes it is Marion Keyes yes you get one point for that brings your total up to five and makes you today's winner that was very close that was very close sorry Julie not
4: sorry well done Nicola thanks Julie
1: (laughs) Um, we're going to send out a couple of radars to show mugs uh, Julie
4: great thanks Ray
1: yeah even if you don't want them (laughs) And and listen good luck with the candy cane pie sounds delicious
4: Thanks very much. See Thanks you now. Very, Happy, Happy, Happy Christmas. Christmas. See you.
1: Bye, bye. bye, 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 bye. That, that's Julie there in swords. Uh, Nicola and Clontarf, well done. Um, you are off to uh, the Cliff House Hotel in Ardmore uh, in County Waterford. And uh, it's a beautiful destination and you can find out more at cliffhome.ie. So there you go. That's going to make your, your, your weekend a little bit happier, Definitely isn't it? I will. will. very much. <laughs> yes, yes. OK. <laughs> Mind yourself and Isaac and everybody. See you now. Bye, right. bye, 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 bye.
4: Email Ray at rte.ie. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio One.
1: Yeah, we're back here in Studio Eight in the company of Gavin James. Hey, hey. What's it, guys? great to see you. Good to see you,
4: buddy. Yeah, it's been
7: ages. Feels like ages. Okay. Yeah, I know. I feel like we bumped into each other once or twice during, during the last year. We did, like, and
1: and then we spoke to you on the phone, and you were doing uh, Facebook live gigs and all sorts of things. And now we're in person. It's great. Yes, and, and and you're back on the road next April. Yes, so, April. Fingers crossed
7: I made sure it was Just far enough away To make sure Hopefully definitely We're
1: definitely definitely Full capacity we're hoping Yes Yeah. Uh, Opera House in Cork You start April 2nd And then you're right through To uh, Limerick King John's Castle That's that's a lovely venue I'm going to
7: come out On a horse That's I was, I, was, I, was, I was They were thinking about that Last time we did it there Because they have loads of knights Statues and everything there Because it's like an actual castle castle Yes
1: so, look, look at me I'm on a horse Have you seen that Old Spice ad? I'm on a, I'm, oh, the Old Spice one Yeah Have you Shirt seen it? off Shirt off I could definitely do that I'm on horse I'm on a horse You should watch it It's on I'm YouTube on It's brilliant <laughs> Now you're going to sing two songs And we, and we don't have much time So, so we'll mean, get to there? Yeah This is your current single It's called Greatest Hits Greatest
7: Hits It's, uh, th- it's 35 minutes long
1: yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, And we have uh, You're accompanied by Jeff Warner playing. Is it Clayton or Clayton? Clayton, yes. He's the best stage name of all of us. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, when you're ready.
7: Sweet. Our greatest hits.
1: Wow. That sounded great. Cheers, buddy. You and Jeff. Just yeah. you and Jeff. It's Jeff. Big, big sound me. for two people and a the voice. you're playing a bit as well. Yeah, I was doing a bit that In my head. Listen, it's exciting that you're back on tour in April of next year. And are you the first act to bring uh, HEPA air filters on tour with you? First, yeah, I, th- I think so. Right. I haven't done
7: all the Googling, yes, weather, so yes. I'm sure. I have no idea. But anyway, it seems like a no brainer to me. So, it's, um, yeah. so you're
1: bringing your own air filters with you.
7: So Mia Air Ireland are supplying all the air filters because they're class fair play to them. Um, and yes, for all the gigs. So we'll have it on in the bus we'll Have it everywhere, so every single gig will have it. It just seems like one of them things like if, if we're going to be wearing masks, if we're going to be safe, we may as well have something, yes, to make people feel extra safe. And some scientists believe that that's the way forward.
6: Saying, I say, I mean, if it's we're gonna live with, if we're
7: going
1: to live with COVID, that's if you're going to live with it, it's there. It's yeah, like it's, yeah. it
7: also helps because a lot of people are cancelling gigs because somebody gets sick on the tour, or, or
1: the worst thing is, yeah, that's the kind if of thing if you crime. lose a key person that's it yeah like the singer like yourself you can't <laughs> open the door if you key you, bars, can't, isn't you, it? <laughs> you can't do a Gavin James tour without Gavin James <laughs> uh, so Opera House there's three two in Leisureland Royal Theatre Castle Bar a Millennium Forum uh, Nocnery Arena Sligo INEC all all there and yeah. people can find them and the tickets are on sale as and from today, ticketmaster.ie. Yeah. now uh, where are we yes uh, Tell us about Joni Mitchell and the song you're going to sing. So, uh, randomly enough, I was, I was watching telly. Are you telly. Going, going to make your way over there? I'm make my way over yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, 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 as you move, I'll, I'll, I'll tell them that uh, Gavin is going to move to his piano and uh, kick Jeff off the piano stool. See you, Jeff. See you. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, you have a microphone there. Yes. And uh, you're going to sing River by yeah. um, Joni Mitchell. And you put it up on YouTube and what happened then?
7: So, yeah, I did it in, um, actually, other voices ages ago. And, um, yeah, Johnny Mitchell seen it, and she said it was she like she loved it, and I was like, oh my god, Johnny Mitchell wow. likes it, and now it's going to be terrible, I bet. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I was really happy.
1: Yeah, it's one of them things. No pressure, no pressure. I sent it to my mum and dad, and they were like, oh my god, no way, Johnny so, Mitchell. So I just introduced it as uh, this is a version of a Johnny Mitchell song that Johnny Mitchell has given the thumbs up for, Hopefully. so
7: it should be brilliant. Gavin James, River. Awesome. Here we go. Here's River. On the piano, which is even more terrifying. Here we go. The putting up reindeer, singing songs of joy and peace. I wish I had a river. I could skate away on.
1: Wow. That was live, Mrs. Just yeah. in case you were thinking, that's too good to be live. It was live. That was brilliant. Thanks very you were happy with that? I feel grand. Yeah, good, good That sounded <laughs> great That sounded great What's Thank the plan you. for Christmas? Um,
7: singing loads of songs And eating loads of food And all that Right, stuff. would you um, be doing Any cooking? I was going to try Do some form of a Beef Wellington But then I looked up How to do it And I'm not going to do that anymore That's beef wrapped in pastry Very hard to do Yeah, why would you Bring that into your life? I don't know I'm just going to cook Something real simple I'm just going to do roasties I think I'll do roasties For my mas. Right, that's I think it That's, the great. <laughs> that's
1: it you're just having roasties for Christmas dinner. <laughs> maybe a bit of cranberry sauce out of a jar. Oh, definitely pepper sauce. Listen, Gavin, great to see you. Great to see great you. Great to see you too, man. Uh, and up. the tour dates are all there. Ticketmaster.ie on sale today. Uh, greatest hits is, is is the current single, and that was a beautiful version of River. Gavin James, thank thanks you thanks so much. And pal. thanks, Jeff. Thank you, yeah, Jeff. Um, Cormac and Sarah. Are on the way with Drive Time. We are back on Monday at three o'clock. Enjoy your weekend. Good luck.
0: It's the Ray D'Arcy Show on RTE Radio One.